The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and that's right, for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction, and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio. Star Cable, Ustream, and XONTV.com. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is XZone at XONRadioTV.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.XONRadioTV.com. My first guest tonight, XO Nation, is Heather Whitaker. We're going to be talking about the Tassie Effect. Now, Heather is an employee engagement expert, speaker, and author of the Tassie Effect. She has a master's degree in organizational leadership. She is also the uh, crea- she's also cr- the creator of the program entitled Pause for Effect. And uh, she was inspired by Taz and Tinker, her adorable little. Uh, Six-pound miniature pinchers. Pause for effect teaches the basic principles of, I would imagine, uh, getting along with your employees as well as employees getting along with their bosses. Her website is www.pentechprofessional.com. That's www.pentechprofessional.com. And joining me now is Heather Whitaker. Hey, Heather, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Um the uh, the Tassie effect uh, was the inspiration your two doggies. Yes, absolutely. The stories are based on the life of Taz and Tinker, mm-hmm. and they teach management and leadership principles. So, my tagline for people is: "Management has gone to the dogs." <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to use that, but I figured, <laughs> nah, that, she, she, that would probably insult the poor lady, and we don't want to do that. So, so management has gone to the dogs. Absolutely, that's where it belongs. <laughs> yeah. So have flight attendants on certain airlines who like to grab beer, yell at customers, and uh, slide down the emergency chutes, I hear. But that's another story. D- does that play in anywhere here as well? Can we use that example of the, fl- uh, the uh, flight attendant who went ballistic? Um, yeah, you could. Absolutely. That would be the equivalent of probably a German Shepherd or a Doberman Pinscher when you walk into their yard and they snarl and bark and are just rude and nasty. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, they're the kind that you really don't want to tick off. 
That's right. All right, you and I have to take a commercial break for two minutes, but you know what? We'll be back right after that. Looking forward to sharing the next hour with you, Heather. So please stand by. Exo Nation Heather Whitaker is our special guest. Her website, www.pentechprofessional.com. That's www.pentechprofessional.com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard for Friday, August the 13th, the only Friday the 13th this year. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I've always found out that Friday the 13th is a very lucky day for me. Well, I do the show, don't I? Each and every night, Monday through Friday, from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. My name is Rob McConnell. Heather Whitaker and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Heather Whitaker is my special guest. Her website is www.pentechprofessional.com. And uh, Heather, tell us a little bit regarding you and your program. 
The program is titled Pause for Effect, and that's mm-hmm. spelled P-A-W-S, and that is intentional because the basis of everything that I teach is related through dog stories. I do employee engagement consulting and leadership development training and do it through metaphors and stories of my dogs. Mm-hmm. Reason being, it becomes a very memorable, tangible, something that people can easily grab onto and remember. And therefore, it's easy to transition into the workplace where you can apply it immediately versus go to school and spend four years studying and read 10 textbooks that are 500 pages thick. Gotcha. Now, how did you come up with this idea? Came up with it actually as a result of being downsized from my own job. Needed something to do. Yeah. And at the time that that happened, Taz, my little black dog, went blind. So Mm. I was home working through her blindness with her, training her, getting her acclimated, and through a conversation came up with the idea that, you know, her life really should be documented because she's had an amazing life. She's had health problems and struggles her entire life, and she's overcome all of them, and that was just kind of a story we wanted to get down on paper. So once I had that documented and on paper, said, okay, now what am I supposed to do with it? You know, I've got this great story here, but now what? And business is what I know. I've worked in operations management for 15 years. So we took all those stories and spun them into business and related each of them to a foundational leadership principle. And a book was born, and away we went. All right. Uh, Is there anything you can share with listeners around the world tonight who may have been the subject of downsizing? It sucks. (laughs) I can can see you're a lady of many words. (laughs) My first statement of empathy, it really just Uh kind of bites when you're downsized. Uh, No, seriously, it's it's a bad thing, yes, when it happens. It's traumatic. Uh, For me in particular, that was my identity, so it was really uh, a dig to my self-esteem to have to deal with, you know, now what am I going to do? But it's really something that if you can find some motivation or inspiration around you, you can find something that is probably going to be better for you. There are just so many people in the world that get caught in jobs that are just that jobs. And without being pushed and without being cajoled a little bit, they would never take the leap to try to do something that they truly love to do and that would truly make them happy. So my first word of advice would be to try to be optimistic Try to look for the things that you love to do and go out and do them and take advantage of the time that you now have because you never know what it will turn into. And second piece of advice would be to get out and network as much as you possibly can with people. And networking is something that should happen before you ever get downsized. I mean, you should always be doing that in your professional life. But it becomes particularly important when you are downsized because now you just don't know who knows who and has a connection that they can put you in touch with that's going to lead actually to employment for you. So it it became very important for me just to get out mm-hmm. and talk to people, to meet people from different industries, because the skills that I had in a call center background may be applicable in a different industry. You know, you, you just can't turn away from any possibility that's out there. You need to go and try to find them. You know, you were saying that people need inspiration. Well, I think in today's society and in today's economy, losing your house is one of the biggest, uh, you know, reasons why you need to find another job as well as to pay your bills, feed the family. Don't people think of these as, as, as methods or reasons of inspiration to get off their butts and find something else? You would think that they would, and a lot of people don't. 
Do they expect um, money to fall from heaven and their pockets to be filled with gold? Some do, yes. Oh, brother. <laughs> it, it, it's sad. It's really very sad. But there's, there's an emotional issue that goes along with being downsized that sends a lot of people into depression. And there's the thought from a lot of people as well that they've never had to be accountable for their life and for their decisions and for things that happen around them. So, yes, jobs should just happen. You should be able to go and get one, or, you, you know, you shouldn't have to go network. You should be able to just post a resume, and someone should come and find you. And that may have worked 20 years ago. It doesn't mm-hmm. work anymore. No, and I would imagine that's why so many entrepreneurs are very successful is because they have that drive 24 hours a day to be successful. Absolutely. They're willing to take a risk. Yeah. They are fully accountable for their their own situation, and they know that they have to grow that business and turn it into something in order to pay the bills and keep their mortgage and and move. And on top of that, you know, entrepreneurism is just, it's innovation for our country. It's, those are the people that are actually going to drive the economy and create jobs. You know, you, Microsoft doesn't happen overnight. You don't just happen into a huge corporation and, and a huge company. You have to start small and you have to grow it, and that's where the economy comes from. So I encourage people to do whatever they can that's entrepreneurial. It's not only good for the economy, it's just great for your spirit. It's been my experience that nothing is an overnight success. Everything takes hard work, dedication, sacrifice that you you know everybody looks at these high rise uh, office towers with the names on the side and say wow you know isn't this great but they don't know the story behind it and i don't know any any success story that was an overnight success unless you know something i don't no no everything starts with with hard work you know the the dot com boom was about the closest thing that came to overnight success and we all saw where that went so exactly <laughs> Listen, let's shift gears a bit here and talk about your program. Who would benefit from Pause for Effect? And uh, do you have a certain market? The program is targeted at entrepreneurs and small businesses uh, for two reasons. One, because of the content itself. Mm-hmm. The, the program is designed to be a quick hit, something that is very tangible that you can grab onto and you can implement quickly and easily. And when dealing with entrepreneurs and small businesses, time is something that they don't have. They, you know, they can't afford to go and take classes at the local university That's right, yeah. for a year. They can't afford to pay for pricey seminars and, you know, have these training mm-hmm. units come in and do things like that because they are in that situation. So it's targeted at those customers in order to help them build and grow their business and, and have that piece of knowledge that's at least going to build a foundation for them and allow them to move forward. Not that they shouldn't someday go to school and expand their knowledge and do all of those things. This just gives them the base to grow and, and to hopefully get off on the right foot with their employees. The second reason it's targeted at them is actually because of the cost. I try to keep it very affordable because, again, as an entrepreneur and small business owner, you can't pay $15,000 to have a consultant come in and do leadership training for your managers and supervisors. That That's just not anything that's anywhere near your business plan. <laughs> well, I don't know of any business person who actually goes into business thinking that they're going to have to call in a leadership coach or a business coach as their business is progressing. All these people really believe that, you know, they've got what it takes, and it takes a very smart business person to realize, hey, we don't know everything that we think we know or that we should know in order to make our business a success. Oh, absolutely. The the great thing about entrepreneurism and small business ownership is that you're really good mm-hmm. at what you're good at. 
you're not so good at legal, accounting, leadership, you know, all the other stuff that goes along with that. And that's where the idea comes from. But then how do you build on that idea and how do you make sure that those things happen? Um, one of the, the transitional problems for small businesses is when you're in that, that zone of I've got, you know, five, maybe ten employees and I'm, I'm growing to where I'm getting just a little bit bigger and now you've got leadership issues. You've got to go hire your first manager that's going to take care of that one piece of the business for you while you focus on sales and development or, you know, you're in that expansion mode. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple to say, well, I can still do all of these things because now you cannot be all things to all people. You have to find someone that you trust to take over certain pieces of your business that are going to go out and do those things. And it's logical for a small business person to say, I need an accountant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I need somebody that's going to do my finances. I'm no good with money. It's very easy for a small business person to say, you know, I absolutely have to have an attorney because if somebody sues me for product liability, I can't handle that. Those things they understand and that they know. And what a lot of people don't grab onto as quickly is that management of people is something that you don't necessarily know either. It's not as easy as I'm just going to hire my brother-in-law and because we're family, we get along and everything's going to be okay. That's not always the best situation. (laughs) I, I would imagine if a manager or a business owner is a control freak, the last thing he really wants to do is give up control to somebody else. Very true, and and it's the one thing that he should do is give up some control because it allows him to control what's important to the business, which may be sales, it may be market development, Mm -hmm. it may be the actual creation of his product. You know, there there just might be something about what that business owner does that is critical to the niche market that is why customers come to them versus their competitors, and that should be what he's focusing on, making sure that he maintains that and let somebody else come in and do the people stuff. Let, Let us help you get that portion underway. I, I would imagine then a, a, a good idea for anyone who is contemplating of going into their own business and that they feel at one time or another there is going to be the growth that is required in order for the company to go forward and prosper is to look at themselves and to evaluate themselves to see if they have leadership capabilities, leadership qualities, if they have what it takes to be in business. And number four, if they're a control freak, will they be willing to give up control of their employees and part of their business to a total stranger? And that's one of the things that I do with Pause for Effect is coaching and mentoring versus actual, you know, leading. Mm. A lot of business owners just need that little bit of, you know, I've got this problem employee, how do I deal with that person? Or, okay, I've had to hire my first manager and I'm a control freak and I need to trust him. How do I do that? You know, what controls can I put in place so that I'm happy that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing and I have enough knowledge that I need, but yet I can step away and let him do what he has to do? Uh, It's figuring out when you have 10 employees and all of a sudden one of them is difficult for you to motivate. You just can't get this person to think the way you want them to Mm -hmm. think. And, you know, a lot of managers don't understand that it might not be that you can't get them to think the way you want it might be that you just had a bad hire. They might not be a fit for the job. They might not be clear about your expectations. And engagement isn't all about my relationship with you. It's about my relationship with you as well as your relationship to the job. All right, Heather, stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break at the bottom of the hour for the news. And we'll be right back. Heather Whitaker is our special guest, www.pentechprofessional.com. She is the author of The Tazzy Effect. 
We'll be back on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues from our studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. Heather Whitaker is my special guest this hour, Exonation, www.pentechprofessional.com. Can you give us a few examples of how the stories relate between the canines and the unemployed? Sure. Um, let's Say you're out walking your dog. You're just going through the neighborhood. Everything okay. is grand. You're yep. going down the street, waving to the neighbor. Hi there. Yep. All of a sudden, the dog takes off, runs across. You're holding onto this leash. You're pulling back. You're doing everything you can to control him, and the dog mm-hmm. is just totally not in your control anymore. That dog saw a rabbit, saw a squirrel, saw something that it had to kill, and it took off and ran. Did that because dogs live in the moment. They are absolutely 100% in the moment. They don't worry about what's up ahead of them. They don't worry about what is behind them. They live right here and now. When it comes to leading people and engaging your employees, you have to live not only in the moment, you have to live in their moment. You need to be in tune to what's going on in their life. You need to understand what's going on in your business to know if they're having a bad day, why they're having a bad day, how it's impacting productivity. You need to recognize the little changes that happen and notice them to create value so that they know that they're an important part to your business, it is very critical that you are always in their moment as well as in the moment of your business. But what happens if, you know, I can't understand my employee because he's looking at the relationship of that's my boss, I'm the employee, when I come to work, my personal life is my personal life. That's okay if you as the boss understand that about that employee. And that's one of the keys to employee engagement is there's no one answer that works for every individual. You, you can't apply things on an even scale across the team and say, okay, this is just the way I am and now you all have to deal with that. You really need to be in tune to each person's personality and their own style 
to understand that. If I have an employee who is, my personal life is my personal life. When I'm at work, I do work, and I, I don't want to mix the two. I don't want to go down that road. Then I, as the boss, need to respect that and know that that is the rule when it comes to dealing with him, and I treat him that way versus an employee who brings their personal life to work with them and it's on their shoulder all the time, then it's okay for you to connect with that employee and understand what's going on and see if there's a way that you can accommodate and work through that with them. So it's really a balancing act with each individual Mm -hmm. and knowing them on that personal level and how to interact with their personality. And understanding someone's communication style, their personality style, their leadership style, all of those things come together for you as a leader to understand how to make sure you have the right employee in the right position. All right. That's, a, that's okay for the, the, uh, the, the small business person who has more than themselves as, as a workforce. But what happens to the single employer employee, the man of many hats, the lady who does it all in their own business, how do you get them to keep motivated? Because I I must imagine when you're wearing all the hats, running your own business, there must be times where you say, what's it all about, Alfie? There are. For the individual, if it's just you running your business or you have maybe one employee, Mm -hmm. at that point, it's really about your customer. It's about understanding the vision and mission of your business and what the purpose is that you're out there for. So the example I'll give you there is I don't know if you've ever been to like a pet expo or to an outdoor show or something where they have um, dogs that are called dock dogs. And these are dogs that jump off of a dock and they they chase a ball out in the water. They catch the ball, they bring it back. Mm -hmm. Um, These dogs are absolutely so passionate about what they do that if they even see a lake, they go into an anxiety attack. They start yelping and barking, and it's just there's so much passion for what they do. All they want to do is get on the dock and go. And the only way to control them is to cover their head and not let them see the water. Because if they see the water, you're done. There's a passion for what they do, and there's a purpose for what they do. You cannot take my miniature pincher, for example, put them on a dock and say, go get the ball. They will sit down and look at you and go, why? (laughs) You're out of your mind. There's water out there. I'm going to get wet. I'm not going in there. It's kind of the same with you as the business owner or you and one employee. You have to understand the purpose of of why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. A clear vision statement, a a clear understanding of the mission of your organization and how you're helping people, what it is that you're providing to the public and to your customer, and then understanding what that means in return for you is the passion for what you do. If you're in business just because you're in business, if you you were unemployed and you signed up for a franchise or something and you said, okay, this is what I'm going to do now, you don't have a drive for that. You don't have a reason for why you're doing what you're doing. You're going to fail. I don't care how much you put into it. You're going to fail. Might not be today. Might not be, you know, a week from now, but there, mm-hmm. the day is going to come when you are so miserable in what you do that even if the business is successful, you as an individual have failed because you are not happy in what you're doing. You're not engaged in what you're doing. All right. So, Tell me the value of engagement. Engagement gets employers... Um, two things. It gets them increased productivity and reduced attrition or turnover, so reduced expenses. It's a happy employee, basically, and when people are not just happy about what they're doing, but when they clearly understand the vision for why they're doing what they're doing and they feel like they're a valued part of your organization and that they are giving back to you or to the community or to whatever it is that they're involved in, they aren't 
naturally more productive. So you're going to get more out of them in the time that they're there. Those employees are willing to do things on their own time because there's dedication and there's loyalty. And those employees are truly happy in their job, even though they may be making less money or they may be um, doing something that is, uh, you know, less stature than, than what they were trained to do because there's a personal happiness that they're taking home with them. So it's worth it in what they're getting back in return to stay there. And you get loyalty out of them. So that's reduced attrition and reduced expenses. Um, you know, it, it's a partnership between your, you and your employee, which goes a lot farther than me dictating to you what you have to do and what your productivity goals are going to be and what you in turn need to produce. In, in your professional opinion, what is the major downfall in business today in the United States? Oof, that's a big question. <laughs> I think the, the biggest downfall is really undervaluing the human capital that they have within their organization. Companies get really caught up in, especially corporate America, when you're in these big companies, they get really, really caught up in, I've got one position, I've got one employee. And if you are not a fit in that position, then I'm going to get rid of you. If I need to reduce my expenses or, or something, I'm going to downsize and I'm going to you know, merge two departments and I'm going to cut five people out and this is what I'm going to do. They get so caught up in the numbers of what they're doing, they don't realize that you may have a very talented individual in you. Mm -hmm. It's just the position they're in doesn't fit their personality or doesn't fit what they're really, really good at. So if you were willing to take the risk to move that employee to someplace that is a better fit that makes them happy, you're going to get exponential return on their productivity and loyalty in the company. But we don't do that in business. We look at it strictly as a numbers game and say, okay, you're not hacking it in the position that I hired you for. You need to go. Cause you know, you don't get along with the boss. You don't get along with your coworkers, whatever the situation may be. We just need to fix that and get rid of that person. Well, that person has a lot of value to you. You've already invested in them. Mm -hmm. You've trained them. You've, you know, given them benefits, you have all of this expense wrapped up into this person, why not find somewhere where they're going to be happy and more productive for you, and then it's a win-win for both of you. So I, I think business overlooks the value of their human capital. When we see what, uh, what has happened with the banking industry, the insurance industry, the auto industry, do you find that more and more employees are, you know, they're, they're kind of feeling, well, how secure is my job? What should I be doing? How can I better secure my job? And do I really need to bust my butt 12 hours a day, six or seven days a week to make things happen? Like, you know, we're overworked, under underpaid in a lot of cases. Mom and dad have to work two jobs in order to pay all the bills. And, uh, you know, work isn't the way it was 10 years ago. How do we compensate Absolutely. for all these all these changes that we've had to endure over the ten years, which is not a which is not a long period of time in the grand scheme of things? No, it's not, not at all. The struggle is engagement is probably at an all time low as far as employees are concerned. Yes, there, there's a lot of people worried about losing their jobs, mm -hmm. and rightfully so, they should be. You know, there's a lot of work that has moved overseas in the last ten years. There's a lot of change to industry and to service that have resulted in the combining of departments and reduction of employees. And that creates fear in itself. 
managers can overcome that a little bit in working with employees to help develop them regardless of the position that they're in. So, you know, I may have hired you as a call center manager and that's what you're doing. However, you have aspirations to maybe someday work in IT. Well, if I can help develop some IT skills in you, you might be a value for my organization down the road that I can transition you. And that's really what it's about for employees. It's about making sure that you are a resource that can be moved to other places in the company. Not that you only have one job and one fit and there's only one thing that you can do. Being a value that they see as someone that they want to hold on to and maybe use somewhere else. You see, I, I, I would imagine I've been very lucky because every every job that I've had, I've had wonderful bosses who went beyond and said, you know, for example, in broadcasting, well, you know, learn how to be an engineer, learn how to do production, learn how to do promotions, learn how to do marketing, know how the sales department functions, work with the people in IT. And it was always a a, a gratifying experience when I was able to learn something. And I, I, to me as an employee, it made me feel better that my my supervisors and my bosses thought that I had the potential that I could actually learn more. And, you know, here I am today with my own company. Mm-hmm. A lot of managers don't like to go down that road because the theory is if I encourage you to learn something else, then you're going to leave. So or I is, want that to happen. I need to hold on to my employees. Or could it be that the manager is insecure of their own job and they may be afraid that you'll do a better job than they will and you'll end up with their job and they'll be out on their butt kiss? Oh, Absolutely. Yep, it, it runs two ways. Wow. There's also the employees who feel that, you know, or the managers who feel that I can't train anybody to do my job because, yes, then they would get my job, and then I melt the door. It's kind of counterintuitive, though, because really it's about you can't be promoted unless you know other things. And then you can't be promoted unless somebody knows how to do your job. So it's that two-way give and take, and there has to be a certain amount of trust involved. And that's where especially in corporate America, we lose it. There's not enough open, honest, two-way communication going on, and there's not enough trust between managers and their staff to understand that if I do this, what's going to happen to me? So we all get into that comfort zone of, well, I'm just going to fly low under the radar. I'm going to try and hold on to my job. I'm going to stay right where I am, and life will be good, and that's all that I want. All right, so when you're, well, out, when you're out doing public speaking, when you're out doing your, um, you know, the, the leadership coaching that you do, what is the... What is the Number one question that you get repeatedly asked by the people that you talk to. The biggest question that I get is really typically related to just motivating employees. It's how do I get them to be happy and like their job, you know, and where leaders disconnect in that area Mm -hmm. is that motivation is not about prizes and awards. It's not about recognition that I give you. It's not about a pay increase. You know, it's not about those extrinsic touchable things. It's about the intrinsic value that the employee thinks that they provide to the company. So if you have an employee that you just can't motivate, you just can't get them to hit their goals, you just can't get them to be happy about what they're doing. Well, my question back would be, what have you done to recognize that employee in a way that's intrinsic that builds value in them. Have you actually identified things that that employee has done in the last 30 days that have been good for the company? And have you told them how it was good for the company? Most leaders and managers recognize employees by saying, hey, 
Good job, Rob. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. Well, that lasted about three seconds for me. That didn't do anything. If you can compound that with, hey, good job, Rob. I appreciate how you did that presentation because it's going to result in more sales for the company. You're really helping our bottom line. I just put value in my compliment to you. Now you know that you actually are helping to drive the company. So it's, it's really about rewards and recognition. It's not about actual motivation. And, you know, it's not something physical you have to go and do for someone. It's not about a certificate. It's not about employee of the year. You know, all of those things only last literally minutes. They, they don't get you what you want long term as far as an employee is concerned and their level of engagement with your organization. All right, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Please stand by. ExoNation Heather Whitaker is our special guest, and her website is www.pentechprofessional.com. That's www.pentechprofessional.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good to Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. The reason I played that song was that our, our guest this hour, Heather Whitaker, is from the beautiful state of Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is known for its dairy products and cheese. So that was my way of saluting the state of Wisconsin with 
cheeseburger in paradise. Ah, oh, Jimmy Buffett, what a guy. Heather, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight here in the X-Zone. It's always a great pleasure talking to people who help other people. And um, how has what you're doing changed your life? It was actually pretty dramatic for me because in the position I had before I was downsized, I was very happy in corporate America. That's Mm -hmm. where, you know, I wanted to be. Um, What I didn't realize was that I myself had become disengaged in the job that I was in. I was going through the motions. I was collecting my salary. I wasn't driving the team the way I I used to. I I wasn't happy with what I did. It was okay. I wasn't unhappy, but it was just a job. And when I first went into management, it wasn't just a job for me. It it was a passion. It was what I loved to do. So the, the position I was put in was kind of a good thing for me in the long run because it pushed me over that edge. It was that little step that I needed to go, okay, you know what, this is my life and I need to get it back and I need to make it what I want it to be, not what the corporate bigwigs wanted it to be. So the whole creation of this program and, you know, the creativity behind it was just energy for me. And talking about my dogs is something that I absolutely love to do. So it, it fit with public speaking, which is something mm-hmm. that I love to do. And it just kind of all came together to define me as a person and bring that piece of happiness back to what I do. So that's what I try to help my clients with is to understand that engagement is really about finding a passion for what you do. And it starts with you. If you're not happy in your job and you're not happy with what you do, you aren't going to be successful engaging your employees. So it, it was a good thing. It's, I, I tell people, you know, bad things happen to us, but you have to try to be optimistic. You, you have to find the good in it, and, and it's okay. All right, for, uh, we've got about uh, 40 seconds left uh, before we have to say so long, but I do want to thank you once again for joining us. What, what words of encouragement do you have for those people listening around the world tonight? I would say it's actually an excerpt out of my book. It's be open, be willing to consider alternatives, and be creative. You have only greatness to achieve. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Heather, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Let our listeners know how they can get a copy of your book. It's available on my website, which is www.pentechprofessional. That's spelled P-E-N-T-E-C-H. And it is also available through Amazon.com. All right. Thanks very much, Heather, for joining us. Continued success. And hopefully we'll speak to you again here in the X-Zone all the way from Wisconsin. Thank you very much, Rob. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself now. Heather Whitaker, www.pentechprofessional.com. That's www.pentechprofessional.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our beautiful studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Speak to you on the other side of the news. <laughs> 